When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Conn Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media and Pire. You know that. Always much appreciated when you tune in. Don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com. I have a story up now about all the sacks. And why are all the sacks happening? Clearly, some of it, this is Howell's inexperience. Sam Howell's inexperience. We know that. They knew this was going to happen, that this could be a result. Not necessarily all the sacks, but what's leading to the sacks and the time it takes to read, et cetera, et cetera. But it's more than that. The offensive line, the interiors do a better job of setting and giving them an anchor. The, the interior has to anchor a little bit better. And then the receiver stuff. Anyways, all that stuff is up. That story is up on ESPN.com. Go give it a read. And in a minute, I'm going to give you my keys and predictions to the commander's game against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. Um, and don't forget, after the game, I'll be back with a post-game wrap-up. And then again on Monday, it's an abbreviated week next week. I'm going to try and give you as much content as I can because – Every game is big here, folks. And so even if whatever they do on Sunday, it's still a big game coming up on Thursday against the Bears because you can put yourself in a three and two position. And then if you lose this game in Philly, and then you also have Atlanta and the Giants come up after that, you can still put yourself in a really good spot uh, regardless of what happens this Sunday. Anyway, first, let's get to the injury report. Tight end Logan Thomas will play. Not a surprise. Anticipated that. He's been out of practice. He was a full participant today. But he's a good return for the commanders to get him back. Very good target, obviously, and gives him another in-line threat. And while he's not the greatest blocker inside anymore, he is their best combo guy of pass catcher, in-line blocker Cole Turner. has been helpful in the pass game. As a blocker, a little bit better in space. Not so much on the line. Not where his strength is. So you get your guys back, gives you more options. So there you go. The other thing is running back Chris Rodriguez will not play. He's got an illness. Not sure what the illness is. Not sure how they're going to replace him. You could call up, you could bring up Derek Gore from the practice squad. And he's a guy who can do, a, he can be a multi-threat for you. He can catch the ball. He can block. He can play special teams. So, you know, that gives you a, a, another option, a veteran option, if something goes wrong with Antonio Gibson um, with the fumbles, whatever. Anyway, so not sure yet what they're going to do, but Chris Rodriguez will not play because of the illness. Everybody else will be fine and ready to go for Sunday's game. So back, you know, in again, a minute, keys of the game, but one little quick nugget on, on some of Sam Howell's protection. Some of the issues still stem, and it's, again, it's it could be receivers, getting used to the spacing of a new offense, et cetera. It can be sometimes with how just making sure, like seeing, trusting what you see, 
And sometimes a footwork, maybe it is, it's like you get to, you take a five-step drop, but maybe it's more four and a half steps. So it doesn't necessarily marry up to the routes, all sorts of things going on. But again, the interior, and I'm going to get this in more in a minute, but the interior has to help them out with some strong acres, anchors, and then, you know, tackles got to hold up to of everybody, folks, pretty much everybody. So how's that for analysis? Anyway, so let's get to, oh, the other thing is I do think it's important for this week some of these keys are always obvious when the turnover battle, but to me, this week is a lot about, and Bram talked about it on the, on the Tuesday live stream show, but it's something that is very important. How do you respond to a bad week? This, yes, you need to go, you want to go out and win every game, but you need to respond and play a good game. Whatever happens, you have to play well. That means, you know, you can't turn it over four times, throw the, throw four interceptions, you have zero chance to do that if you if you if you if you do. We know that. So you've got to play better. I think the defense has to be more consistent with what they do up front and 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 the back end's got to hold up. But it really is about this is about a competing game, right? You've got to show up and compete. I will say, being around them, there's certainly no there's no it's sometimes hard to get a read on what a team is and who they are really so early in the season. Like what does it mean when you see a fairly relaxed bunch on a Friday and it, you know, is that a sign of, Hey, this team is really together or is it a sign of they too loose? What? Well, we don't know. I do think this is a team that's pretty together. And I do think it's a team that remains pretty confident in who they are and what they can do despite what happened on Sunday, but you still have to go out and respond. You still want to show your fan base, you want to build on the early season feel-good vibes and the momentum around the franchise by going out and having a much better showing than you had on Sunday. Again, compete. You need to show up and compete, and Sam Howell needs to show up. And just one thing I'll say, and they're very confident that that kid, clearly he would be bothered by how he played, but if anybody's going to – can you, can he over – can he bounce back from it? Yeah, that's not one thing I worry about with Howell at all, because I think he's shown throughout his playing career from college and in, in his limited time here, that that's something he does well. But again, compete. This team needs to show up and compete and show that, that what happened last week was indeed just a bad game and not a re, uh, a major reality check or, or exposed, so to speak. So, and I think it was more of, I just think it was a bad game. And but you got to show up and you got to prove it, and then you got to build on what however you play, but you need to play well. Anyway, key number one, all those, all the stuff I just said, well, those are all keys to this game, but that's a those are like given keys, right? Like any game you got to show up and you got to win the turnover battle. Any game you've got to will play well. But I do think the mindset and the response to last week is absolutely at the top of the list. Now let's get into the game and what are the the keys within the game. Number one, protect Sam Howell. So obviously, and it's nine sacks, 19 for the season. And he can help protect himself, man, in in that. But, you know, you knew, like, here's what they've been saying. He's a young quarterback. It's all this. It's all that. You know, it's going to take him time. We know that. I give, And I am agreeing with that. But then you've got to help protect him while he's doing that. And, yes, he needs to read better. Yes, he needs to read quicker. But maybe you need to give him a little bit more, you know, they need to give him a little bit more time so he can do all that as he grows and develops. Can you give him some easy, you know, a couple easier throws every game and maybe put him in a situation where, hey, this is, 
you know, you see this coverage, you automatically know this is the route. It's not really reading anything as much as it is reacting to that. This is what it is. This is where I go. So, and you do some of that, all of that can help protect him. The Eagles, you know, you, you can run the ball a little bit more. I don't think they're going to flip the, the, the run pass ratio because clearly Bienemy wants to run. He believe wants to throw. He believes in that, you know, easier to believe in that when you have Patrick Mahomes, but that's what he believes in. So that's what they're going to do. But can you use Brian Robinson a little bit more? Well, yeah, I think you can. I've been calling. I wanted to see more Brian Robinson in the first half, especially to use him more. You better have success in the ground. And that's the hard part with this Eagles defense. They only allow 3.0 yards per carry. This is not the same defensive line that Washington had success with on the ground and a grinded out affair. But that's the thing. Like, you might, can you get three and a half yards per carry against this group? That may be all you need to sustain a successful offensive attack because that's about what they did last year. But after that game, you remember, what did the Eagles do? They went out and got more defensive tackle help. So, because they, they didn't have it. And they now they have, you know, Jalen Carter coming off the bench. You still have Fletcher Cox. You have Jordan Davis. So you have more youth, you know, some big dudes available to you that you didn't last year. But can you still get that run game going? And I think you're going to have to try. Now, can you, again, can you sustain? You're going to throw the ball at some point. So when you do, are you, are you at least in a good down and distance situation to give Howell a little bit more time. Maybe, you know, do you use a little bit more of the play action to freeze that rush? And I think that's going to be another strategy that you can do. Minnesota had some success with their play action game against uh, the Eagles. Nine times they used it, 81 yards, two touchdowns. I call that a successful day on the play action game. You know, but to me where the protection really has to hold up, obviously the tackles, right? We know that. I know you know, we all know that, but I think in this game, it's that interior. That's where Fletcher Cox, Davis, and Jalen Carter reside. And Carter is second among defensive tackles with 15 quarterback hurries. You need to protect that area. And one of the things when I wrote that story is talking to the interior guys, I said this a minute ago or a couple minutes ago, is they know because Howell is a shorter quarterback, you need to give him some more room in front of him so that way guys aren't sitting in his lap when he's throwing and that's happened a little bit too often. And so they need to anchor Cosme, Gates, and Sadiq Charles against that group. And this is going to be a big-time challenge for them. This is, the Eagles are not a sack-heavy team, only six so far. However, you know, if you're not careful, you're holding the ball, if you're not giving them that room, then they will become a, a, a sack team this weekend. Their pressure package or their pressure percentages are lower um, so it's not like they're this aggressive, aggressive defense just getting after quarterbacks. But you watch them, they're not thrown from great quarterbacks because they can collapse the pocket, and that's what they have to guard against. So to me, the interior is a big, big key, and they have to be able to create a consistent pocket. I don't know. You're never going to have a great pocket all game. This, uh, Well, if you're Mark Rippon in 91, you will. But by and large, teams aren't. So you've got to do it, but you have to give them some good pockets, and you can't have guys in his lap all night. Otherwise, I don't care. You know, I don't care if he holds the ball long. It's just putting him in an unfair situation. And again, you know he's going to take time to develop in this area. So you've got to be able to find and create a little bit extra time for him to have that chance to grow. So protect Sam Howell. Um, last week, you know, again, he's stepping up into the lap of some offensive linemen too often. He can't have that. And that would be my concern. This is a this is not a, a dynamic pass rushing group. You have Hassan Reddick who can win quick. That's the guy you have to worry about. 
They will, you know, Brandon Graham's a strong guy. So you've got to be strong on the edges, but you, you know, and that's where like Wiley's had some issues just with some of those, you know, if you have a strong guy, he's going to set for the bullish. You can get around him. That's, that's a danger. So he's going to have to be aware of that. But I think typically this is a group that's going to just try and drive you back as much as anything. And so, you know, just be aware of that. Um, and, and, you know, so, and, but Reddick's the one that can win fast. And I think that's going to be a concern, but you've got to, you've got to protect Howell. You just do. And he's got to protect himself, but there are ways you can do that. And again, when I was talking to McLaurin, he's like, again, he said, there are some, maybe some easier throws you can build in to give Howell some, a little bit more, not just time, but just success. And I'm going to get to the past game in a minute. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Number two, stop Swift. Listen, Jalen Hurts is the orchestrator of this, of this offense, but if you don't stop the run game, they're going to they're going to they're going to win by a couple scores. So DeAndre Swift has had had a remarkable impact coming over from Detroit. Really fits what they want to do well, and is more effective than what Miles Sanders was in this offense. He's that shifty, quick back. You know they they do a good job of creating gaps and space for him by running in some pass situations or spreading you and just finding creases in Washington's defensive front and the front seven or front six, perhaps will have to do a good job of getting off blocks and making, making sure that you're not giving him these big creases. You're going to give up and live with some of those six, seven yard gains with this guy, but what you can't have is several 20 yard gains or a couple 20 yard gains in this game. Cause if you start doing that, they're going to, you're going to have some trouble, but Deandre Swift is very good. And so, you know they've done a they've done a pretty good job against his def excuse me against his offensive against his offense in the past and just limiting some of what they want to do and but again it starts with the run that's D line that's linebacker so Jamin Davis to me is did a fairly decent job against the run last week just some quick reactions Barton's going to have to play quick in this game. Because you you know there were times last year you're watching it was John Bostic was out there with Davis because of injuries, just missing by you know this much because just can't get there. Barton's going to have to have one of have one of his he's going to have to have a good game because I don't think I think it's going to be hard otherwise with this guy. The other thing that I wonder about here is Washington had now you can do you can use your Cinco package. Funny thing is when I went back and watched that game last year with the win, they did they barely used that Cinco package. They there was a lot of 4-2 and then just nickel packages. But what this group can do, I think they have more ability they could use that Cinco if they want, if if um if it becomes a problem. But you can also go with extra defensive backs in the field and get a little bit more speed to combat some of what the Eagles want to do in that run game in those in those spread situations, you can put, you know, Quan Martin and Derek, excuse me, um, Cam Curl and, and, and Derek Force up there, Percy Butler back, your three corner sets, get a little bit more speed out there if you want to do that. 
if you think that will help because that's another way like they have a little bit more versatility to me to attack this Eagles defense and you also then get your speed on the field with Forbes against like a Devontae Smith um you can have St. Juiced against um against AJ Brown and you can you know then you can have a Cam Curl Dallas Goddard so you can match some of what you what you have to do well against what they may be able to do well so but it all starts you got to stop the runner at least limit DeAndre Swift he can't go off because if he goes off then you're now you're going to have some trouble in the pass game as well and I think that's something that you know make Jalen Hurts beat you with their with his arm and he's the passing game is not clicked really in a big way for the Eagles at this point and I think some of it is, you know, teams is DeAndre Swift doing a really good job, but teams have kind of shown some different looks for the Eagles using a few more eight man coverage packages that has thrown off Jalen Hurts a little bit. So one of the things that that Washington did last year in the win was limit the big plays. So they had one really big play, and it was to Quez Watkins, who may or may not may or may not play. He's got the hamstring, but. And even on that play, that was the one that St. Juice caused a fumble on, so it didn't hurt them. So you need you with the, between Devontae Smith and and AJ Brown, you can't give up those big plays, and, and I mean, you, you can't. So and they've given up some of those big plays in each of these first couple of games, so that's going to be a concern. But make Jalen Hurts beat you, stop DeAndre Swift, make Hurts beat you with his arm. One of the ways they like, one of the things they like to feel like they do well is forced in those RPO games. The RPO game is getting, making Jalen Hurts make a quick decision and then maybe putting him in a stressful situation because of it. But when you see him get in those stressful situations, like you see him throw with his feet not pointed the right way. I don't think he's a talented enough passer. I, I love what the kid has done. I don't think he's a talented enough passer to consistently throw like that and not be hurt by it. So can you put him in those situations as a pass rush unit not the best game last week in that regard, and I can give you all the reasons why, as I did in the film breakdown. Bottom line is it wasn't good enough because they didn't it didn't produce. So I can tell you why, but I can also tell you you need to be better there, and you need to win some of those one-on-ones to get to him. And then again, then it comes down to rush lane discipline, and it's not just it's not just Chase Young that they have to do that. I mean, I think there are times where Deron Payne is getting out of there, or the times another one of the backups are getting out of there. So it's got to be a collective group that does that. Because if you start letting him outside that pocket, now you're in trouble. But if you can get him kind of you know moving to his left or just get him a little bit antsy in the pocket, now you have a chance for some big play. So make you have to make that happen. But it starts with stopping DeAndre Swift. And finally. To me, what you have to do, too, is get these playmakers involved for Washington. One of the things that's been disappointing to me is because what we heard a lot about the Biennemi offense is creating opportunities for yards after the catch for some of these receivers. We're not seeing it. Both Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin are not getting a lot of yards after the catch at all, and they rank pretty low in that area. And I forgot the number, and if I had it here – but it's a very low number that they've in terms of yards after the catch. And it's it's like I think last week Terry McClone didn't have any yards after the catch. So they have to do a better job of getting those guys involved. Now, McLaurin's had some really big games against the Eagles. And he does well when he's matched against Darius Slay. The Eagles will play that zone coverage. They will play off coverage. So all of you guys talk, all the people are saying, why did the Washington play 10 yards off? First of all, typically don't, very rare. But also the Eagles do do that. So what you can do off that is, you know, you can get some of those quick throws. Now, you can't live on those throws because if you try to do that, 
then you're going to put yourself in a situation where they can, the corners can sit on those routes or a linebacker can buzz to the flat if you try to live off that. But occasionally take that profit with some of those throws. And if they start to creep up, now maybe you can run some fades. Um, the Eagles also have some injury, some health issues at safety and some health questions. So they could be thin at safety, test some of that there. Play action. I think you can, that's something that I think can really be a big help for them on, on Sunday. And then getting Jahan Dots in the ball in space a little bit, you got to start doing it because that kid can make some plays. And if he's, you know, I, I mean, why isn't he getting the ball more? Well, there's a variety of reasons, but you need to get in the ball in space because I think he can help you big time in that regard. And if, if Brian Robinson starts doing enough of it, you don't have to be successful running the ball all the time to use play action. It's really just about the line selling the look as much as it is about, oh, you're having this great game on the ground. But if you're committed to the run at least and the line sells the play action with the with the with with how they set with everything like that, then you can make it work. And I think that's going to be at least a minor key element here on Sunday. So how's it going to go? Well, listen, I think this team will respond. I, my concern would be, can they limit enough the mistakes enough to go and pull a road win like this at this point in the offense's development? That's the question I still have. That's why I'm going with the Eagles 27-21, but I do think that they play a much, much better game than they did Sunday and set themselves up to go out and beat Chicago on Thursday and get back into a, a rhythm where they can start to develop um, and maybe string together a couple more wins in a row and put themselves back in a better spot. But it starts with playing well Sunday. If they pull off the upset, it's a huge, huge coup for them. If they don't, if you at least play well, then you can at least say, okay, you didn't win, but you got out, you, but you showed more of what you were made of and you competed and, and you, you know, again, moral victories aren't in, don't belong in the NFL, but I think for, for everybody's sake, you've got to play well. And it starts there. Anyway, that's it for me. Again, I'll be back after the game with a wrap up of the commanders Eagles, and then back on Tuesday with film review and then Tuesday night live stream with Bram Weinstein as we get ready for the bears on Thursday night. Talk to you next time.